0: Hey everyone, Jack is here. I just finished up the 2021 GIE Expo and Landscape Show. You know, last year we didn't have it because of the pandemic and it was such a blast to come here. And in today's episode, I'm going to share three of my top takeaways about how the industry is adapting to challenges with labor. Some of the things that we're seeing in recruiting and retention and a sales and marketing tip that is really working for some of the people I met at the show.
1: We weren't getting the leads that I knew we could, we weren't getting the
0: right leads.
1: What started happening is that
0: our, our leads are more qualified. Our sales have probably gone up by
1: about 10 to 15% a year. We're going to increase our sales volume by a million dollars in a year.
0: Hey everyone, Jack Joss is here from the Landscaper's Guide to Modern Sales and Marketing podcast in Ramblin' Jackson and I'm with our senior landscape marketing strategist Robert Felton. right now. We are somewhere in Louisville, Kentucky. We just got out of the GIE Expo and the Landscape Show with the NALP. And we just wanted to chat about three takeaways that we're seeing, um, trends that we're seeing in the green industry. And this is our first time doing this show together. But we've gone to the Nursery Landscape Expo. Pro Green. Uh, pro green. Yeah. We went to the Far West Show. Wow, yeah. And I'm glad that you got to come on this trip. And, and two of our other staff came, Brooke. And Kristen came for the, the the launch of the Tree of Good Fortune, my new book. Check it out at treeofgoodfortune.com. Uh, but we wanted to talk about um, some of the tre- some of the things that we're seeing here. And one of the one of the the, the the problems right now is definitely labor, shortage of labor, retaining labor, getting getting people to apply. And these three takeaways all kind of fit into that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think. I mean, it's interesting because labor is such an interesting issue. And what I like to talk a lot about is being more efficient, being smarter, playing the game a little bit better. And I mean, that's something that we kind of don't think about. It's always get more people, get more people, get more people.
0: Oh, we got some scooters yeah. going around. We got some guys uh, <laughs> vaping and scooting around us. Uh, welcome to Louisville. Welcome to Louisville. We're right next to Whiskey Row. Yeah. And uh, um, no, it's good. I'm yeah. glad we're here.
1: Well, I think the cool thing is is, is being more efficient and something that w- when we started working together, it was always like, oh, the internet's not really for me. I'm all about referrals. It's something I heard over and over again. And the people who are investing in SEO and marketing are getting ahead. They're starting to overtake the big guys who are just kind of. Well, fat and happy, you know and I mean they're just kind of—that's <laughs> what I call it. Um, but th- what I'm kind of seeing is a similar trend with video. It's just—I mean, I'm asking people who are three million dollar landscapers, thirty million dollar landscapers, and they're all saying, "Well, I'm like, hey, are are you doing video?" And they go, "No, but I know I should be doing video." And that's just—I and I, I want to talk about how that could be a little more efficient for labor. And I think you I mean using it in your process. You I mean I don't know. You always talk about how video is flashy and people do that flashy video, but they don't use it in their process to help make it more efficient for their staff or qualifying leads. So Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah. So, um, I think there's, there's people often think of branding videos and that and I think they are kind of cool when you have the drone footage mm-hmm. and you've got all this gorgeous footage of the lawn care application in yeah. slow motion and people watch it and they think, oh, that was pretty and yeah. you, you must be professional. But they don't really understand how to buy from you. Mm-hmm. And what the way that we use video with our clients around the Jackson is putting it in the process at key phases. So things that, that upset customers are when they get surprised by the timeline or the price range. And then you have to then spend a ton of time teaching your client landscaping 101. Here's how much a patio costs. Here's how long it takes. And um, you know, video, when you're short staffed, using a video can actually create a lot of leverage for you. Um, and and I think of video the same way that one of our clients, Nate Fedig from Alpine Gardens up in Fort Collins, thinks about his machinery and his equipment, is that it, it doesn't replace people, but it extends It extends the people. It kind of alleviates them. I want
1: to talk about that a little bit more because, you mean, check in on the person who answers your phone. They're probably saying the same thing over and over and they're tired of it. They're like, they keep asking, can I get an estimate on the phone? Can I get an estimate on the phone? They probably answer that question hundreds of times a week. And a lot of these things can be taken care of with video. Your office manager can be happier. You're not the owner answering the phone. Maybe it's your wife answering the phone right now. I bet she hates answering the same question over and over again. Or your, your partner. So, you I mean, that extends the life of that client. I mean, that employee loving to work at where you are. It also gets you. It helps you increase your close rate because that person has those questions before. So I think there's just so much value in video. And we, we, we think about it in that branding way. But I think thinking about it in your process saving you time educating the customer imagine if you didn't spend 30 minutes on budget in every call instead you spent 10 you know that's 20 minutes times how many estimates you do uh, a month a year you right. know same with your office person they're answering they're spending all this time and then all these other leads are going to voicemail educating them about how they can't get an estimate online like send them to a video, educate them, put them through a sales process. People are used to that nowadays. So. They,
0: they are. And, and then the other thing is that it helps you train your employees because um, and at Ramblin' yeah. Jackson, we use video to not only train <laughs> our clients about what we do, but also train our staff. And that brings us to our second point. So the first one was about really the, the industry, the green industry, I think is using digital marketing. I mean, the yeah, websites that we're seeing, there. are Four years ago, people were like, "I don't, I don't need a website." And now they've, <laughs> they've got them. They're good, and they're looking to those next levels of beyond just generating leads. How mm-hmm. can you leverage? Well,
1: it's so the people who are know, using video are already, are they're ahead. So it's, you're playing catch-up at this point. And I, everyone that I know that's using video, and I met some clients here, and they they're using video, and they're they're growing. They're taking employees from other guys. I mean, they're doing all the stuff that I like to see. And I mean. To get there, to be ahead, to be on the cutting edge—that's mm-hmm. kind of what's already here. So, you I mean that's it's the same yeah. game
0: as it was four years ago? Like right. that's where you need to be. So absolutely, and and so one thing that was was an issue four years ago. It'll probably still be an issue four years from now. <laughs> is labor right? Yeah. Finding finding people to work, um, retaining your people. And you and I both ended up at a presentation about recruiting um, from Harvest Group, the Harvest Group, uh, I love those guys. Harvester
1: Bill and Ed, I think. Yeah, they were great. They (laughs) they were
0: awesome. And so they did a great talk. And one of the things they emphasized, maybe even, maybe even most of their presentation was about, um, retaining people. And if they're, 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 they were saying, Hey, if you, if you have people going out the back door, you don't have, you don't need to focus on getting people in the front door. You Mm -hmm. gotta. You got to keep on closing
1: the back door. First, the back I think door. is what they said. I like
0: that. And so I actually did a breakfast of champions mastermind table about recruiting and, in particular, how to have an employee appreciation event. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I learned from somebody at my mastermind table was that they their thing. Now it wasn't the only thing, but they they started doing a company paintball outing, and uh, they that said that awesome yeah, <laughs> it does sound awesome. They're down in South Carolina. Uh, that was one of the things, but. Um, a key thing that I saw from the companies that, that had said that they've improved their employee retention was recognition. Okay. And so many of them, we interviewed Wade Martin recently. That podcast is coming out. Yeah. Um, and Wade Martin, um, he has uh, culture coins where they give, if you're, if you're living the core values of the company, they give you culture coins. And those coins can be used to go out for dinner. Mm-hmm. You can buy your crew lunch you can you can turn them in for real things yeah um and so that was that was one of the things that i liked um and then i heard several people mention profit sharing and i and they've said that the profit sharing helped their staff understand the financials of the company and, and 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 improve them and then feel like they were you know incentivized to do that yeah
1: i think combining that with the the open book you mean that's something i've heard a lot too is you mean i Growing up, it was never like your boss would share the finances with you. And that's something I'm seeing way more common. And it's something that you do. And it's something I really appreciate about Ramla Jackson. And that open book, you can kind of almost calculate what the profit's going to be, what your bonus is going to be. And I mean, that's really an exciting thing. It feels like you're part of that. You know where we're going. You know the numbers. You're way more into the business. So I think that's such an important important recruiting tool. And I, I think that combined with the open book you know, and I, that's something that I—it just didn't seem common a few years ago, and now it seems like the the big guys who are doing good all have that policy and are doing profit sharing, and
0: yeah. So I think that's interesting. Yeah, the, the profit sharing, and then many of them are also using a, a software to to track their financials, track their job costing, and that's letting letting their their uh, their managers and then the other staff understand. How much time is it supposed to take? How does it impact the company? And then how does it impact their bonus when, when things yeah. are done inefficiently?
1: I was talking to a landscaper, this was before the expo, but um, he was having an issue with um, profit margins. They were just disappearing. He wasn't doing well. And it was interesting because he, he did share his numbers and he started talking with his managers and all his managers thought they were doing great. And he was, they had no idea that their margins were disappearing. So it kind of was going back and opening the books and, you know, doing that, that really brought him in. And then the managers were like, oh, we could do this more efficient. Where is this margin going? And if you don't, if those guys, your most important people don't know your numbers, how are they supposed to help you reach that goal? So I think that's a a really cool takeaway.
0: My main question for people who were at my mastermind table, because I wrote down a whole notebook full of things that they were doing really well, whether it was some of them were bringing, um, you know, uh, ice chests full of Gatorade and water to the job site. Um, Some people had a, a spring comeback party where they gave people um, boots and cool you know well, yeah. especially for your seasonal people who are off during the winter. Yeah. Now they're coming back after not making a lot of money, and now they need to buy stuff to work. Yeah. You a know, lot so of them
1: probably have found a different job. So it's like you mean, oh, that spring party's coming up. Yeah. He's gonna take care of me. I'm gonna go back to him. Maybe you don't stay at that winter ice cream job or coffee shop or whatever it was. You're going to go back to your employer instead of being like, eh, I don't want to be a landscaper this season. I'll just stay at my winter job. So I think that's really big.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, whether it's the spring party or paintball, is do you have photos and videos of this on your careers page, in your job ads? Most job ads start with wanted, person to lift 50 pounds in the sun, You know, must have three years of experience doing landscaping, (laughs) you know, and it's like, well, good luck finding somebody that has that, that's going to work for the rate most of these people are putting out there. So a big one was putting, looking at Indeed, looking at the job ads in your town and seeing what are people, what are people paying? And uh, there's an interview we did with with Nate where he had to increase his salary 30% for his current staff and then his current, his new positions and he got it. Yeah. Um, so some of these things are all measurable. One of the things that we realized is, uh, hey, it was fun. We brought uh, two of our other Ramblers, Brooke and Kristen, on the road. And uh, we went out for dinner with Kristen. I'd actually never met Kristen because yeah. we run a remote company. <laughs> and we had dinner. We had a tomahawk steak. a really good steak. <laughs> and that was really fun. I'd, ne- I'd never done that. And so... Um, I got to meet the employees of a bunch of our clients I met the local roots team I saw some of the cocal people here and uh, some of these things you can't quite put a number on like what is the value of what was the value of going on the road with the other ramblers
1: yeah I don't know what is how would you assign a dollar value <laughs> like I got to meet Brooke someone I work with all the time you know what I mean that's really important for me start mm-hmm. developing that relationship because we got to learn to trust each other so what is the dollar value to meeting her and getting that trust and whatnot and then I mean you can't really put that to it and I think that's something that's fun that we've been talking about is just what is the the value the ROI of the investment of coming to one of these shows you mean it, it's changing a lot of it's about experiencing something with your team you know when I talk to guys are like this is where I take my guys out we get some whiskey and we have a steak dinner and I mean that that commodity you mean you don't know if that's why they stay longer two more years right. you know I mean it could extend the the time that that employee stays with you so it's really hard i mean it's an expensive thing to come to these shows and why are people coming i mean a lot of it is unmeasurable there's not a lot of roi and we experienced that too you know we've had parties we've seen clients there's all kinds of stuff and assigning a dollar value to that's hard so it kind of comes down to the the feelings and stuff like that and um, it's interesting <laughs> well
0: it does yeah and it, does it feel like it was worth it or not and I
1: think it feels like it was <laughs> worth it
0: <laughs> well good I, th- I certainly think so and it yeah. was exciting to learn about elevate the nalp's new show it's yeah. going to be in orlando next year and i'm, I'm excited for that you know I, and i think part of me is disappointed that it's not part of this show in louisville and it's also like we saw a lot of people who were lost here and they <laughs> they lost. thought they thought they were registered for landscapes but they were registered for gie or they were yeah. registered for gie and they couldn't get into landscapes and they didn't know that so i think with with the nalp's new conference next year um, i'm looking forward to checking that out yeah i think it's
1: funny i was a little like hesitant about it you know my first time here i'm like well now i gotta go to two shows but then it was like oh i could really see how this could be good to have
0: those two so and they're they're gonna do their facility tours yeah which i think try one of those those yeah that sounds really cool and normally (laughs) you'd have to go on one of their field trips in the middle of the summer but now it's all part of their their new annual thing Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Hey, if you want to implement some of these things, I've got an exciting opportunity where you can work directly with me and my team and your team in a virtual workshop. I invite you to join me for my second annual Landscaper Summit. It's a two-day virtual event On November 17th and 18th. And the first day we're going to have the stop losing on price workshop, where we're going to teach you how to differentiate your landscaping company from your competition. So you can charge more and attract the right leads who actually want to buy from you. And the second day is all about automating. You can use some of the things like we talked about today, like using video and automation, and we're going to have a live panel with experts and influencers from the green industry. I recommend that you bring your team, bring your marketing team, bring your leadership team to this two-day event and focus on your sales and marketing and recruiting. Order your tickets online at landscapersummit.com and hurry, early bird tickets end soon.